Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the XP Podcast Level 10. My name is Rob, and I'm joined today by my co-hosts, Austin and Adam. How are you guys doing? I 10, baby. <laughs> I knew that was going to make you guys be like, who's going to go first? I'm feeling ah. 10 out of 10. <laughs> great, great. Nice. Before we started, I wanted to double check and make sure. Level 10, that's, a, I mean, 10, the, one, the big 1-0, that's a big deal. We're that already is. done 10 episodes of this podcast, which I'm actually very proud of us for doing. Uh, in Pokemon terms, we're a, we're a Metapod right now. So, uh, Do you guys I, I remember turning 16, 10? No, I don't. To be quite honest. <laughs> yeah. I think level 10 is, where, is when I fell on the jungle gym and I completely just... Yeah. Right on the bars. Just right. Yeah. Just kind of... Yeah. You know, when I Knock I was saying I was nuts. I was probably playing some Jack and Daxter. I was Ooh. probably playing a good amount of Pokemon at the time still. Mm. So mm-hmm. wow. I don't remember what I was playing. I think it was huh? Ratchet and Clank. Mm. Maybe. Kingdom Hearts. Mm. I can't remember. Uh, I think year. around that time, around that time, I was a good Christian boy, and my parents mm. threw away all the consoles <gasps> except for the PS One. My dad put that in a chest that I had no idea where it was, and so as a good Christian boy under the Lord always yes. would do, I was watching Veggie Tales on repeat. Oh, so as you should, because I was not, consoles are I was, of the devil. So absolutely, you Pokemon of the that. devil. As a matter of fact, Same. I need to issue an apology right now. I know I mentioned the word Metapod. To all my fellow evangelicals out there, forgive me. Forgiveness. Uh, I, I did not mean. I did not mean it. We but didn't mean you it. can take Whoa. it as it is. All right. Should, uh, should yes. I not talk about the fact that I was reading a lot of Harry Potter? That was oh well. my god, Adam! No, 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 man. Adam that's witchcraft, lo- man. We just lost two. We just lost two listeners right there. I'm gonna have to kick you from the from the call right Sorry, now. I mean that, that one. That's a pretty. It is a big hit. So I understand. <laughs> oh oh my gosh! Do y'all remember Good that times. time? Holy moly! What a time that was. Yeah, I remember that time. It was bye great. Bye, Pokemon. Bye, bye. I knew a family that wasn't allowed to watch Teletubbies. <laughs> Because no the way. creators were gay and, you know, that family was against that. So they didn't really? let their kids watch it. Yeah. That They're was like, a known thing back none then. Of that, none of that sin. You stay away <laughs> from that show, you sinners. <laughs> and I'm like, how? It's Teletubbies. <laughs> didn't Teletubbies have a whole... Uh, Teletubbies actually had a whole episode of Noah's Ark, actually. <gasps> did they really? They did. They did. Mm. That was a trippy show. Oh my I don't remember crazy. any kind of story or plots to that show. I just I remember, remember I just custard. remember that show, yeah, being a thing. <laughs> and that's custard. about it. <laughs> and the weird like vacuum like sucker thing. Yeah. The pancakes oh, look pretty was... dope. The pancakes Ooh. look pretty dope. The smiley face pancakes. I don't remember Anyways. the pancakes. Anyways, <laughs> thanks for joining us here on the XP Podcast, an ambitious casual show. This is your bi-weekly casual podcast where we talk about all things video games and bring topics to the table to discuss for your amusement. If you have any mm. comments, questions, concerns, or topics that you want to bring to us to discuss here on the show, you can let us know over at Twitter at Ambitious Casual, or you can email us at xppodcast at ambitiouscasual.com. And by the way, if there is a certain part of the show that you just want to skip around to, because look, we all are busy. We don't have a lot of time in the day. Just use the time codes and skip to that point. But here's what I will say. If you skip anything, it's like skipping. 
breakfast. I, there we go. Thank you. I, I literally I said breakfast every day. <laughs> I'm not a big breakfast guy either. Man, my either. my brain literally just on that one. It this, just it just left fried. It yeah, just fried. It's we're going right. straight into the topics of the show, guys. Here, um, we're gonna go based off of the topic that Austin had you last week, but we ran out of time to do. Oh yes, and so. The topic is, and then Adams also piggybacks onto that, but we're going to start with Austin real quick. Yes. Are video games too easy with turn-by-turn directions? And then you put into parentheses, open world, quote, follow the tra- follow the trail, end quote, quests. Follow the trail quests. What What is, <laughs> can you expand a bit more on your idea of what that topic is? Sure thing. Um, you know, here's the thing. All right. I'm a, I'm a lover. I'm a lover of open world video games it's so immersive and it's beautiful and you know free will and all that good stuff i love open world games i just felt as i was playing a somewhat open world game that i i did not have to think at all where i was supposed to go i all right, fine. I'll just I'll just say it. I was playing Outriders, and I know I talked smack about <laughs> Outriders last week. I love the game, but literally, you can hit tab or like up arrow on your D pad, and it's like a trail. Like it just shows you exactly where to go. And I just it just made me think. You know, man, I remember spending a long time just figuring out where I needed to go next. And I kind of miss that. Like, I feel like I'm just sort of on this repetitive cycle of follow the trail, shoot the enemies, kill the enemies, clear the field. All right, follow the trail again. And, uh, you know, it just felt very repetitive. So yeah. it just, it just, it pegged the question. Is, is this too easy? Like, why, why are we, why is this a thing, you know? And it's not every video game. I think some games are really clever and how they're not they're They are a little vague and on directions. And, and I, I do, I do appreciate that, but you know, there are some games where you can open your map and, you know, pin the quest marker on your, on your world map and you just, you just go. So is that, I mean, is that taking away the discoverability of the game? You know, is that a good thing? Is it a bad thing? I, I don't really know, but I, yeah. I just felt I, it, it kind of, I don't know if it felt, it felt repetitive. It felt repetitive yeah. and I was getting, t- yeah. I was getting tired of it. I'm like, I don't want to play this anymore. All yeah. I do is follow this mm-hmm. little dot that flies around. And <laughs> so yeah. that's where I'm at. That, that, that was, that was my spiel on, on it. What do you guys think? Um, Adam, what in regards to and before we get into the topic that piggybacks off of his yeah regarding you and in, in in uh follow the trail turn by turn i, I kind of wrote down a couple of examples of games that did that but before we go into that i want to know what, what are your thoughts in regards to games that that have that that have that integrated into the mechanic it's kind of like mm-hmm. there's a reason sometimes for it uh mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't know. What do you think? What do you think? Yeah, it's it's a hard balance to strike, I think. Mm-hmm. I would say that open world games, just the concept of an open world game, I would say that's one of the most important things for them to try to 
to like nail down because mm. linear games or even like Metroid style worlds don't suffer from that same thing just because there's at right. least several funnels along the way that right. you know that you're going to go through and you know i myself uh was kind of considering the games that have done it terribly or have done it well and mm. there was a game i thought of that kind of does it both very very well and very terribly and that yeah. it kind of gives you the options to not do it but then it's so easy to fall into the trap of doing it and mm. i it was the witcher 3 so mm. interesting because you know you'll you'll mark whatever quest or you know quest step you're doing and it'll put it on the mini map and it'll literally show the trail to it but not only mm -hmm. that it's there's so many resources just littered all across the ground mm -hmm. all over the place in the witcher and it shows it on the map and yeah. it's easier to see it on the map than it is to pick it out of the field just naturally and then it's always showing the enemies on the map and like other points of interest on the mini map and so mm -hmm. I just fall in because I want to collect everything. I want to see everything. Yeah. I just yeah. automatically fall into the trap of I'm, you know, riding my horse, but I'm literally just looking at the mini map and the corner of the mm. screen and yeah. not paying attention to anything that's happening on the screen because the mini map is giving me all that information already. And it's just, mm -hmm. it's exhausting, <laughs> especially, yeah. like I said, if I'm trying to collect resources for, you know, some reason um yeah or another because i just hoard all that stuff and like i need it um mm. and it's and that sucks but that game also does some really cool stuff in terms of like npcs when they're telling you where that you need to go they are giving you directions and if you actually look at the quest log it's like those directions are listed so it's like go down the path and take a left uh, past the big white cherry tree or something like that and yeah. that's really cool like that's a cool sure. way of yeah. telling people how to navigate an open world like all that stuff is really great because then as you're traveling through you're looking around at what's there mm. um so like that that's a game i have kind of mixed feelings on as far as how how it does it mm -hmm. um a couple of like my more favorable ones would be like Breath of the Wild, obviously, where, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and uh, mm -hmm. and I'll also say I'll bring them at, at the same time. Uh, so Breath of the Wild and then Ghost of Tsushima, because mm. they make, you know, how do I put it? They make the guidance system an actual game mechanic versus yes. it just being like a feature that's there. So mm. for Zelda, you're opening your Sheikah slate, which is, you know, your handy dandy thing you take everywhere. For and me? you're yeah. basically oh. using the Sheikah slate to place like a marker that you can see all the way through the sky. And then yes. so when you're trying to catch a reference on where you're going, you just can quickly like uh, open that up, which is also like a good zoom feature and be like, OK, where is that reference point that I'm trying to get to? Because the great right. thing about Breath of the Wild, it's like, yes, get distracted by all the awesome things that are in the world yeah. or right. as little as right. you want. It doesn't matter because you can climb over anything anyway. So if you end up going yeah. all the way over there and now the mountains in your path, you can still like trek yeah. across the mountain. And then, yeah. of course, uh, Ghost, of, uh, sorry, Ghost of Tsushima, it's like, the wind is kind of like just pointing you in the general direction. And it's oh, just wow. like a quick, you know, flick up on the uh, touchpad to kind of call it into action. So it's only there yes, when uh, you specifically ask for it. And then 
you know it's just it's kind of like built into the game like the wind is guiding you on your quest so like those are my favorable examples and Mm. what's what's so good about ghost of tsushima is the fact that it it doesn't it doesn't hit you over the head in regards to where you need to go because the Mm. wind just blows in the direction you need to go it's not like here's a waypoint boom that's Mm -hmm, where it is Uh, and there's been sometimes in open world games where i'm probably running or whatever riding on a horse or whatever open up the map where am i supposed to go okay run again open up the map okay i'm almost there open open up the map Mm. oh i need to turn this direction okay open up like it's constantly that it's and i feel like that is not i I don't i don't i personally don't think it was you designed it perfectly if i have to completely always open up a map to do so yeah uh Mm. i should be able to either see it either through uh a mini map or i know a lot of games nowadays and i think this has been adopted thanks to uh battle royale games is they have the up the uh above uh compass and then sometimes Mm. if if you have like a waypoint on a map the above compass if you turn in that direction it will show that that's the direction you go to sort of the Uh, skyrim yeah i was about to say i'm sorry popularized by battle royales you heard it here that's rob where's it where did you see it from skyrim skyrim Skyrim. i never i never never played it i never played that yeah it's a I've god been of war boys i've been canceled yeah. boys here we go <laughs> it was a good it was a good run it, it was, was a good, good run. run uh in regards <laughs> to in regards to follow the trail and stuff like that i i put down a couple of examples that i thought of um adam hit on the nail i i, I even put breath of the wild is one to where you can follow your waypoint but to an extent you can go straight to the end in breath of the wild which mm. I want more games to kind of play around with because I love that idea. The fact yeah. that you can just go straight to the boss from the very beginning. Um, mm. But with Breath of the Wild, you can start... The, what There's technically four main areas that you have to hit up so you can power up yeah. to get to where you, you know, utilize and fight Ganon. But you can yeah. go out of them in any order that you want to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's something that I enjoy about that. Another yeah. thing that I thought of is in Uncharted. And this is what Naughty Dog is really good at at times is if you are in an area and especially once you get more into like the bigger areas uncharted three uncharted four um if it the game feels like you're taking a while to go into the direction that you need to go to it assumes that you're lost and so Mm. at the bottom of the screen it'll say hit r3 to look in the direction that you need to go and so you push it and then the camera would uh on its own turn in the direction that you need to go to and be like that's where you need to go and it's mm. fun. And I think that helps out at times. And I've needed to use it sometimes. Now, I feel like The Last of Us Part 2, which I love The Last of Us Part 2, one of my favorite games of all time. I feel mm. like they use it a little too much. And mm. I feel like there are some moments where I literally just cleared out a room of people. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to search around and look for ammo. But I didn't even, I barely just start searching. And then it's like, here's the direction you need to go to. And I was mm. like, oh, come on, guys. Like, now I feel like I need to hurry up and keep going. Like you're not mm. giving me the ability to just sit in this room and start searching. Even the fact that the game has trophies that you need to find collectibles. So mm. even if I wanted mm-hmm. to try and look for collectibles, I'm constantly being bogged over the head with, Hey, push R3 to look in the direction you need to go to. Mm. Um, mm. And so sometimes I feel like that needs to find its own balance. Um, yeah. But then other games that I put is, and this is, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think this is a good example, but I, I thought of Forza. Forza is one of those uh-huh. games where there is a constant arrow at all times where you need to go on the ground. Yeah. And no matter what, it's just constantly there. Now, 
that's a design decision for them to be like, okay, for you to utilize this racing game and just don't have to worry about what direction you need to go to. Just worry about your skills and your turns mm. and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Weaving Here's something to show that. you constantly where to go. Now, yeah. and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I, I feel like if, if the team who makes Forza was good enough just through speaking through the environment as to what direction you need to go, they wouldn't need that, you know? Um, so it's hard to say mm. if like, do you really need that? Or is it is it lazy? I don't know. Like, mm. Adam, do you think that's lazy or no? I mean, in some sense of the word, it is. <laughs> it, it you, I don't know. You pick a you pick a line on how important, how much value is placed on explore exploring the environment, seeing the yeah. environment, and all those things. So, yeah. if as a development team their goal is this might not be the most you know ex explorative experience this might not be mm -hmm. the most life sim type experience we really are wanting you to be able to focus specifically on the skill set of something like driving yeah you know that that makes a lot of yeah. sense i i want to rag on open world games more than anything because so much of open world games is these big massive mm -hmm. sprawling environments yeah. and seeing all the cool things that are in them and the cool yeah. scenery and landscape uh which anytime you start doing that what you're talking about like putting the arrows on the ground you know having a mini map all that yeah. stuff just takes away from you looking at the cool world that you're in right um, i agree and I mean, my I think Red Dead Redemption does it really well because Ooh, yes, they yes, yes, yes. listen. They they have the path set before you, and you can literally lock on to the path. Sort of, you can quasi lock oh, on with the, the horse. Path. Yes, you're holding yes. down X or A or whatever. And however, they have the cinematic mode where you hold down the select or button or whatever, and it the you know the the film borders come down and, and, and you know the the what's the what's that term the the ratio aspect ratio aspect ratio yeah is more and cinematic it makes it more cinematic like a western and it's literally showing off the beauty of the world they created so it's taking it 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 is setting you on a course that you almost don't have to really control but it is showing you the beautiful environment around you. And it's like, it's like this perfect mixture of both, you know, yeah. that's like, oh, wow, I'm not looking at my mini map. I'm not looking at the line. I'm just looking at this mountain and this, you know, waterfall or whatever. And it's like, it's, it's amazing. So, yeah, I mm -hmm. think, I think you're right. Uh, you know, Adam, it, it, it's about, you know, what, what do the developers, what, what do they want you to see? What do they want you to focus on? Um, I mean, if it were my game, I feel like I would want the audience to focus more on the environment around you that they created rather than waypoints on a map. So mm -hmm. I think, yeah. I think Red Dead Rockstar does that really well um, with the whole cinematic view when traveling. When it works, I will mm -hmm. say there has been some moments when it doesn't work. There's been some oh, moments sure. where I'm like, I'm riding 
And I'm yeah. like, oh, dude, put the controller down. Dude, this is so cool. Like, nice. stupid horse. Come on, get back on the trail. You like, rock off a cliff. <laughs> like, no! <laughs> you have to get a new horse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and it's not perfect, but I do enjoy the fact that Rockstar felt that they were like, hey, check this out. And when yeah. it works, it is beautiful. Especially yeah. when you're in when you're in open areas and you're just constant and you're just going across the plains. It's perfect. It's gonna oh, work perfectly. Now, it. if you're up on on these like the side of a mountain it's not gonna yeah, work the best no but you gotta focus. that is a very that is a very very good that's a very very good point adam you look like you want to say something yeah i would adam, like you're, adam real quick you know you're, i was audio, going to you say sound like a you sound like a droid roger roger <laughs> well theoretically it should be recording on my end just fine yeah you should theoretically be you okay should be all right you're um, good, you're good, you're good. <laughs> so what i was going to say is there it is options are great right so zelda you know just normal mode minimap is on i highly recommend people to do like the like advanced or whatever mode that scales back the hud and takes the minimap off because to me that's just a much better way to play that game yeah i like the idea that the game would ask you up front just like they ask you lots of other things about your gameplay experience Mm. what difficulty do you want uh, what kind of do you want to prioritize frame rate or resolution? Mm-hmm. Especially for open world games, like ask people, do you want immersive or do you want, you know, not uh, there's probably another word for it, but handholdy. Yeah. So it just a- ask because those options should yeah. be in the game because, you know, for lots of accessibility reasons, whether it's just like needing the help to finish the game or their actual you know accessibility other well other accessibility issues mm-hmm. that like you need like that stuff should yeah. be in there in some uh form or fashion it's just kind of make it yeah. clear to the player that there is a trade-off yeah by I, defaulting mm. to some of this other stuff mm. maybe i just need to maybe i just need to lay off of the the upper d-pad button you know, resist the temptation of the guide and just and just find my way. But Perhaps what's interesting that's about the way to do it. <laughs> what's interesting about that though is I mean, and I know you've you've even brought this up on the last episode, uh, talking about, you know, and everyone's like this. I'm even like this. We don't always have a lot of time to play games. That's and true. so that means yeah. you don't have a lot of time to just roam and discover. You're like, yeah. hey, I got an hour, I got an hour and a half. I don't got time to just start roaming around. Hey, upper D-pad, boom, take me where I need to go so I can just get into the fun and just, you know, get what I need to get. Uh, and yeah. And Adam, I want I, I agree with what you're saying in regards to accessibility. A lot of these are accessibility uh, things. And true. Sometimes it also is probably QA at times. Now, QA they they test the games and they get the feedback to say, you know, maybe you should change this, maybe you should say and change that. In regards to outriders, which is something that we've talked about already a couple of times. A lot of things that they've done within that game were due to, uh, due to, uh, what did I literally just say right now? What was the word? Uh, QA? QA, thank you. QA. Due to QA. Uh, you know, the, the whole cutscene, mm-hmm. like after mm-hmm. five seconds is a cutscene mm-hmm. that was due to QA telling them, hey, I didn't know where I was going. That's because, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're fast forwarding characters that are behind you, but you're already progressing, helping out in those directions. Yeah. Um, and so mm-hmm. sometimes it's due to QA where they're like, hey, I don't know where I need. I don't know where to go. This you, you, you did not design this game well enough to 
help me go where I need to go. And at that moment, the developer has to be like, okay, do we put in more money to figure out how to get this game to read better through environments? Or do we just look, we are running out of time, just boom, help them out with waypoints, helping them out with this. And you have to make sacrifices sometimes mm-hmm. with that. You know, you can't, yeah. you can't always be a naughty dog that honestly, if Sony would probably let them delay it, who knows how many times just so they can make the game perfect, you know, and not to say that they have free roam, but not everyone has that luxury to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, especially when you get smaller and smaller in regards to teams, you know, I know like the game Biomutant that came out was made by 20 people. Uh, mm. And so that it, sometimes you have to make sacrifices in certain areas in that regard. Also mm. with Austin, uh, with Outriders, it seems like Outriders plays not like an open world game, but more yeah. like a uh, point by point. Almost it's a little like, more linear. Yeah. There, thank you. That's what it is. It plays more like a linear game. Yeah. Uh, like the OG Metal Gear Solid, you just go in one direction and then that you're good. Or like Spyro or whatever. Like it, it's more simplized in that, in that way. Mm. And so I feel like, you know, it, it works in certain instances and it works in none other instances. You know, it, mm-hmm. it, it works in, for instance, Forza part because they just wanted to focus more so on just the beauty of how the game feels and you turn it around corners and you driving, it doesn't work too well in, in the last of us Two when they're constantly telling you, Hey, go in this direction. When I'm like, Hey, I just want to explore this area. And so yeah. I think that's where a lot of that goes into. Now I want to piggyback now into what Adam's topic was going into this. Yours was discoverability. I know you sent us an yeah. article. Uh, I had to do mm-hmm. a lot about this. I went through it real quick a couple hours ago. Um, but can you expand a bit more where you are coming from regarding discoverability in games? Yeah, so I guess I would start off saying, not that I'm an expert in it by any means, but I have some interest in user experience design, mm-hmm. or you'll see it listed as UX design. And so there's several concepts in you know design, you know specifically UX, um, about how you design things in a way that is both clean design and also good for the end user and so discoverability is one of those things Mm -hmm. um and it ties in with some of the other concepts too but you know in in a sense it's how well can a feature be discovered Mm -hmm. how easy is it for a user to find their way around the systems and locate features and overall, I mean, that's very vague just to put it out there, but there's like this is all over video games. Mm-hmm. You know, how easy is it for uh, someone to discover that something can be done or should be done? Mm. You know, I think of and and this will also get into another topic, but, um, you know, God of War and, and we're talking so much about navigation, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So God of War, when you're going through these environments, it very consistently labels geography that can be climbed or navigated under or around by kind of doing these like faint yellow glyphs mm. or you know symbols yes. or runes a lot of games uh, kind that. of etched into the stuff right and so a lot yeah. of games do that they try to find ways to draw the player's eye to where they're supposed to go without blatantly telling them door this direction 15 feet um yeah so there's lots of ways to go about it um 
in open worlds especially, you should be using your geography and having interesting geography that does draw interest and does draw the eye uh, of of people. Um, there's you know you know Breath of the Wild is you know almost famous for that. It's like, huh, that's a weird looking tree. Let me go over there. Yeah. Oh, there's yeah. a Korok. So yeah, got yeah. a little collectible thing. Yeah. Um, or that's the tallest mountain. Surely there's something up there. Mm, right. right. Uh, mm-hmm. So there, there's there's stuff like that. Uh, another concept is uh, what what's called affordance uh, or affordances. So basically, it's just something that it's a, like an attribute that denotes how it's supposed to be used or um, if it's supposed to be used. Mm. So a, a like famous idea of this is like the design of doors. Yeah. Uh, you know, it it made me think, you know, there's that article how many ever weeks or months ago at this point about how like famously in video games, doors are actually like some of the trickier things to design. Mm. Uh, yeah, but it's true in real life. Like how many times have you seen someone or have you yourself pulled when it was supposed to be pushed or oh. pushed when it was supposed to be pulled? Yeah. Uh, and they're just like not always greatly designed for something that's as simple as a door. So a common affordance is that if it's the push side, there's not a handle. There's kind of that like that silver plate that like is supposed to indicate that this is a push, while the other side has a handle, mm-hmm. right? And so specifically, they would say it's bad design if you have to label the sides of your door with the words pull and push. Mm-hmm. That means you failed to design your door in a way that was discoverable mm-hmm. and had of affordances that showed the user or signal to the user how they're supposed to interact with this thing. Yeah. Um, so like once you start going down that rabbit hole, you can really see all the ways in video games where that stuff's done well, or mm. that stuff has not been done well. Yeah, you know, right. how many tutorials does a game have to walk you through in order for you to know what you're doing? Mm. Um, so like a, a, a cool thing I think about God of War is that... And I don't know if there's like an actual menu for like combos or stuff like that, but you know, it's hard to remember all the different like different button combinations I could do yes. to do like okay, so I I got a persistent axe throw, so now if I throw another axe throw, it's like beefed up or you know, after I ro- dodge forward and press this button, then I do this type of mm. action versus like there's so many different ways, but you unlock those slowly over time. Yeah. And so I'm often going back to the skill menu because I'm like, I know I unlock stuff. What did I unlock? And then I'm going through it and then it's reminding me of all the stuff I unlocked yeah. and like has videos and stuff for it. So I don't know if that's necessarily a great example of discoverability but that's like an instance where you can think of it it's like i often have to reference a menu to remember all the different things that i can do um but at least it's not some archaic combo list like if you think of like uh, i I just think back of like soul caliber 2 yeah and just like trying to think through all the different like ridiculous combinations and then having to jump out to test them and yeah, Tony Hawk too, like yeah. doing all the different types of <laughs> yeah. uh, moves. It's like, who in there, I mean, who other than 
you know, someone that has excessive free time, what normal adults maybe have the time to try to go through and learn all that stuff? Yeah. At least with God of War, it's like um, simple enough to kind of remember those. And then, of course, as you use them more and more, you're going to remember them better. So like, you know, in design, that would be considered like over time you become an expert user. Yeah. And so it's you've overcome any of those hurdles of discoverability because you've just been using it long enough where you're right. like, oh, no, this is how it works. Yeah. yeah. Um, so another example of that, and I know I'm just going forever, but another example that is 3D camera controls, right? Mm. So often in design, you rely on what people, what they'll call people's mental models. So just how they imagine things interact in their mind. So if there's something that you can design that could take advantage of pre-existing notions of how something should work um do that because then people will inherently know what they're supposed to do so any 3d you know game you know your left stick is move and your right stick is you know moving the camera yeah and you don't see people deviating from that but the problem is if if this is your first game Mm -hmm. that does that getting used to that is extremely hard yeah, yeah. It is. um which is why it's so hard for lots of people to get lots of people to get into video games like that and often have to start in a game that's more of a fixed camera type scenario so yeah, yeah. and i, I yeah. think what's interesting about that is there's some play, there's some that do it well uh one i love dead cells roguelike there's some there's like a, a level to where you need to utilize this power to ground pound and then you can break the floor and you can go underneath it. You don't have that power right away. And I remember when I would rock over an area that you can do that, you would walk and then you would feel not feel, but you would see like just the rubble underneath it just jiggle a little bit. And then I'd be like, I know there's something with that, but I can't do anything right now, but I'll come back later. And then once you unlock it, you get there, you know, and that's great. And I think someone that some places that don't do it too well is like the medium. I remember there was this one instance where I was in a room trying to look for some piece of paper. And I remember, and actually I've heard a lot of other people also agree, like say about the same thing in this exact same spot. I went Mm -hmm. in and out of the room so many times, like, where is this piece of paper? And I'm like, oh, it was (laughs) on the floor. Why, like, why couldn't you help me? You know, yeah. like, why couldn't the game be like, hey, that it's right there? And it had like a bit of a sheen over it, like, it would, it would mm. glow a little bit, but the lighting of the room did not help it out in that regard. <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of blended in with everything that oh, was man. casting a shadow off the bed that caused that little area to be so dark, but it was like a little bit of like a moonlight room to where it's kind of blend. It, it was horrible in that sense. Oh. And so, you know, games with discoverability are so cool, dude. And when they're done right, they're it, mm. it lends to it. Metroid it is one. Mm-hmm. I love Metroid so much. I know that uh, the money doesn't speak, but I-, I wish Metroid came out almost every other year because mm. I love that series so much. Yeah. Um, and the discoverability about that game is the fact that you go up to a door. Why can't I open this door? I will figure it out later. I'll go complete or try to go where i think i need to go because it doesn't tell you where you need to go oh i unlocked this weapon does this open a door yes because the game is smart enough to automatically put a door in front of you or like you're gonna come across that door very soon that's gonna show that you utilize this new weapon not only to attack but to open these certain doors 
boom okay mm. i know this opens these doors now let me keep going and you yeah. got that with things like hollow knight you got that with things like dark souls uh and dark souls in regards to you know uh not turn by turn directions you kind of jump in and you're kind of like where do i go i remember mm. finding myself in certain areas being like wait this connected me all the way back to this spot like i was right mm-hmm. there the whole time but i couldn't access it from mm-hmm. this direction like that's what's so cool about it you know um and yeah. so yeah I, I, I discoverability is such a huge yeah. huge aspect so in regards important. to games if they work yeah well. awesome do you have anything to say in regards to discoverability oh uh back to uh affordance and all the controls written down we were talking about tony hawk you know who's really good at the tony Ooh. hawk pro skater games you better is, watch out because i want to face him it's tony hawk himself <laughs> he is so good at those games so they recently re-released the pro skater one and two like on epic games and they're they're releasing it on the nintendo switch um yeah yeah uh, and so when it came out when it dropped uh nick Merckx, the famous twitch streamer love played played with tony hawk I remember and, that. and it was so funny because I was watching Nick like I was watching Nick before his session with Tony Hawk and he was in Warzone with like Tim the Tatman and all the you know their their whole crew and he's like man I'm gonna I'm gonna school Tony Hawk in his own game like I, there's no way I'm gonna no cap I'm gonna I'm gonna destroy him and and they're like I don't know man like how are you so <laughs> certain and he's like dude he's a skateboarder like He's yeah. talking all this smack and he shows up to this game and like is first of all like terrible and Tony Hawk is just like going in circles around him like yeah you know <laughs> you can do this and fly over here and he's just like hitting all these grinds and doing all these tricks but is like super low key about it cuz yeah. yeah I'm pretty sure that like Tony Hawk that was really the only game he played when it came out way back in the day. And that's probably really the only game he ever played yeah. period. <laughs> so like, <laughs> it was so funny to watch how like Tony Hawk mm-hmm. was first of all, incredible at his own game and just schooling this Twitch streamer just, and he knew all these combinations and all these crazy moves. But yeah, and, and think what's of Tony so Hawk. cool about Tony Hawk <laughs> is the fact that there's also discoverability in Tony Hawk. Do you ever like, when you broke through the glass and you're like, oh my God, I could do that. I could yeah. come to the other side and I could skate on this whole other side of the warehouse. Like that's yeah. so cool. And and real quick in regards to the whole Nick Merckx thing, I think what was funny is the fact that they're trying to set up a private match. And even Tony Hawk was like, oh, you can't do that. And Nick yeah. Merckx was like, no, man, I don't think you can do that. It's just that 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 funny disconnect no. between Tony Hawk and his own game being like, yeah. oh, I didn't know we didn't set that he's up like, within my oh, own wow, game. I didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> Pull my name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. He's like, oh, I'm gonna, I might have to talk to the developers about this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. they like couldn't do a custom match where it's just like just yeah. them too. Like they could only do like online matches with randoms. Yeah, that was so yeah. funny. Yeah. That was fun That's to funny. watch. Yeah. Adam, you yeah. look like you wanted to add something a while back. Yeah, I have uh hopefully a quick wrap-up thought on the whole map discussion no yes my favorite games are the ones who make uh navigation a major feature of the game um so you know lots of lots of um things that we've talked about it's kind of like the map is there to help you navigate this world because it's hey it's open world there's lots of things we know that you're going to need to remember stuff but when games like make the map us like i don't know signature feature of the game mm. it's awesome um 
Jedi Fallen Order did a mostly great job, but it gets a little out of hand. Yeah. Um. I I like I like it a lot, but it is it is a little hefty. Yeah. Um. Obviously, Dark Souls no map. <laughs> you need to you need to know. Yes. Good luck. You need to remember, and that's part of the game. And I love <laughs> it. I think it's great. Same. Uh. And then the the other one I would talk about is actually Hollow Knight. So. Hollow Knight's such an interesting one because you uh, you often have to make uh, resource decisions on whether you want to um, prioritize map use or not. So, and that you know you have to buy the map, you have to buy sections of the map at a time throughout the game. If you want to know where on the map you are, you have to spend a uh, a charm slot, which is pretty valuable. Yeah, uh, to be able to to be able be able to do that and it's just really cool because you fill out the map you have to buy a map section Mm -hmm. and then as you go about it's not filling out your map then but once you sit and rest your you know your character has the chance to map out everything that they did exactly and then you know where stuff like where the rooms how they connect exactly stuff like that is and it's just so quick to access. It's just like you hold down the button and it overlays over your screen and then it's gone. You're not navigating the menus to get to that. It's, you know, just a major feature. And yeah. your character, like, you can still move him, but you can't, like, it's slower and you have limited actions while you're doing it. So it's like he's kind of in a way, it's like he's looking at the map and he's like, oh, my gosh, running around because whatever reason but you right. you can like look at the map in the middle of combat for if you really wanted to right uh, and still try to walk around and that's what so. i loved about hollow knight is there'll be moments where i'm in this new area and i know this is a completely new area and i'm traversing and i'm like i've been through this so long i need to i just need to find a bench so i can sit down because i need to know where am i like i need to find yeah. out where i'm at and if you died well then you have to go through that all over again you know and yeah. so yeah. Or you also need to one buy the piece to the map to figure out where you're at, and then you need mm-hmm. to sit down to track everywhere that you were within that area. And so mm-hmm. I love that whole aspect in regards to Hollow Knight. It works out really, really well. Um, yeah, it's it's such a relief when you start. I don't know what anatomy part it is, but you know the map guy. He kind of leaves these little things he, trailing he, near him, and then you can also it's like pieces like of paper here. Is it pieces of paper? Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then you could also kind of hear him humming yeah. to himself once you start getting really close. Yeah. And like, that's just so cool. Yeah. Like, make that. it a part of the game. I love, I love it. That. I love it. It's so good. Um, all right, guys. Do you guys have anything else to add in regards to uh, navigation and discoverability in video games before we head off of these topics? I think we nailed it. I have a funny story, but oh. we can move forward if we need to. No, 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 Adam. Um, go for it. We, go we for need it. to hear the story. It's not. It's not my story. I'm ripping this okay. from Brian Altano. Okay. Uh, who, who's Shut talking up. about it on uh, IGN's uh, podcast Beyond? Uh, so Resident Evil Eight. Resident Evil. You know, Evil. recently came out, and he's Blanche. been playing that all throughout the Resident Evil series. Anytime you've come across a locked door, you need to go find a key, yes. find yeah. a pair of bolt cutters, yes. something like that. It's like that has been what Resident Evil has taught its players to do and to expect. Yeah. And then there's just, you know, like he came across the door and eight and he's like, where? I don't know. I don't know how I'm supposed to get past this. <laughs> it doesn't seem like it's a big deal. 
there's nothing that you know, like i haven't found anything that lets me get this and this is just a door like a lock you can just shoot yeah you can just shoot it open yeah that's <laughs> never been in any resident evil game Boom! ever yeah how are any of the players supposed to know that that's that's how you're supposed to do that oh and my it's, gosh it's nuts it's like who made that like uh, i don't know you've taught your players one thing yeah. and now you've like flipped the script on them without making it easy to figure that out was oh he God. was he talking about it in a sense of like uh, a bit of an annoyance or almost yeah. like a, oh that's clever? <laughs> I don't think he found that to be clever. Really, <laughs> I, I, I remember I was I was listening to some other people that when they came across that they're like oh that was that was clever in the sense of you've we've known how to do this in your games for how many years and this one time you switch it and it's almost like man you've come up with so many games and you're like this is the one to switch it that's funny that's kind of clever in that sense that you do that yeah and i think philosophically it's bad design absolutely absolutely (laughs) i totally get that i totally get that shoot Um, the door (laughs) all right guys we are moving on from topics of the show remember those who are listening you can leave us your topic suggestions in the comments of the video or you can tweet at us at ambitious casual so moving on guys we're going into what we have been playing i'm going to start with Austin. Austin. I know that you when we were getting ready to do the podcast, you've been busy. We've all have our busy yeah. weeks. So do you want to touch a bit on anything that either played a little bit or something that's grabbed your attention regarding video games within sure. the past two weeks? I'd love to. So yes, haven't played a lot in since the last podcast. I put I just I put a little bit of time into Destiny and for the destiny fans out there you're probably thinking oh yeah because the new you know dlc expansion came out uh, no i'm still at the beginning of the game all right not even thinking about that i'm still in the cosmodrome shooting the fallen and the the hive and hopping around yeah so that's where i'm at and it honestly i was just like you know i have some time I'm going to hop on and I was playing on Stadia um here sweet, in, sweet. in the run? office. It was great. Yeah, it runs great in the office cuz I'm hardwired into my router. Nice. So, I never nice. have any issues playing Stadia. It's it's just like on my mobile device when I'm wi- fully wireless. That's usually when I have, I personally have hiccups um but yeah, it was good. It was fun. I I Destiny 2 is just like one of those games i can always fall back on you know um it's it's uh somewhat simple and it's it's easy entry easy access um and i enjoy it so really that's like all i really played um there were some really there's some cool titles though that that are that are dropping for stadia uh one of them being the uh, blue knight or blue wait blue fire blue fire blue fire i was thinking of hollow knight blue fire coming to google stadia i'm super stoked to try that i've always wanted to tr- play that game so i'm, I'm yeah. definitely going to be diving into that exploring on that gonna probably play that both mobile and on the desktop mobile with the stadia backbone. pro correct yeah yeah i'm a pro i think i still got my free months go i think my this is my last free month of pro and i'm probably going to continue for a few more months and um nice. with with pro so yeah, uh, I'm definitely going to be playing that a lot and I'm super excited about it. But yeah, this last week was just sort of, I just, I just didn't play, you know, yeah. I had my anniversary this past week with my wife. So that was awesome. 
Woo! Yeah. Congrats. That's yeah. awesome. Four years. Woo! Nice. Four years. Nice. They flew by. But <laughs> no, it, yeah, it was it was a it was a good week. It was a good time. But um, nice. yeah, looking forward to kind of getting. Also, I've sort of been playing around with. I bought a MIDI keyboard as well. Got a got a nice mm. MIDI keyboard hooked up to my computer, mm-hmm. and I've been playing with beats and sounds nice. and stuff like that. So a whole other video game. Learning a D, a DAW Ableton. <laughs> it's yeah, a really complicated real. video game, but I'm learning <laughs> it. <laughs> nice, but, yeah, nice. it was good. It was good. All right, Adam, what have you been playing, my friend? Um, I've been in and out of a lot of stuff. Uh, I will say I did play an online game of Super Mario Party last week with uh, a couple of my sisters, my wife. So go? Uh, it overall went well. There oh. was some slight hiccups in connection. Oh, it, it was like just frame slowdown, basically. But it never happened during a mini game. Uh, it was nice. always just like when people are walking around the board. Yeah. Um, but other than that, it worked great. I t- didn't use the Nintendo Switch online app. We just just talked over FaceTime. Yeah, FaceTime. <laughs> Why would you do that? So dumb. How but dare yeah, you? How dare I you? I mean, same, same thing. It's funny. It's been probably a couple. I don't know. Maybe it's been a couple years, at least a year since I've played a game of Mario Party. And the two boards I rotate between still feel like. I don't know, like <laughs> worn out. <laughs> Are you trying to say we need a new Mario Party now? We need more boards. No, we just need more boards. <laughs> Some more boards. Like Give that. us more boards. More boards. <laughs> Real quick, talking in regards to Switch, I want to I want to touch on something real fast. Did you see the new image that Nintendo released today about uh, the number of games that they have on their Nintendo Online store? Or n- no, not that. Nintendo Online. And you yeah. know how you get the classic games. Um, they just released a couple extra more games, but in total, they have a hundred games on yeah. the Nintendo online. And oh, wow. when you see it in that perspective, that is a deal, man. With all those classic games, I know at first everyone was kind of like, is it kind of worth it? But yeah. after how many years have we been with the Switch now? Almost three, four years. Uh yeah. it's like really paying off in regards to a hundred games yeah. on of a hundred classic games, solid classic games on Nintendo online. So if you are not an online subscriber, I feel like it check out what games that they have, but I feel like it's really worth it. It is really worth it. I mean, yeah, it's the cheapest of all of the, I mean, by far, but you're probably five bucks. Yes. Uh, a year, isn't it? I don't know. It's 20 bucks for a year, but oh, if you're okay. doing a family membership, you can split up to seven people. So it's five bucks for a year if you max that thing out. Whoa. Five bucks yes. per person yes. for wow. a year if you max that out. Uh, I mean, their online service is the worst because it's just like right. the least funded, least prioritized. Right. But if you're going to play stuff online that needs it on your Switch anyway, there are lots of fantastic old games. Yes. I have personally played A Link to the Past on yes. there. I have played Super Metroid. I have played uh, Super Mario All-Stars, the, the 2D have, version. They have Kirby. Um, they have uh, they have a lot of great options on there. There's yeah. lots of great stuff in there. I if thought, you didn't have a Super Nintendo growing up, there are a lot of great games you need to go play. I thought they were going to update the service with monster hunter rise i thought that's what i was hearing that like in the release of monster hunter the, rise they're going to release a certain type of technology with Nintendo. yeah it's like a new infrastructure it's yeah. um 
it's oh, yes. it's not like the it's not like the service or anything like oh. that like the Nintendo Switch online, like the paid subscription service, but it's the actual infrastructure they use for like online play. Oh, As a matter okay. of fact, Adam and I talked about that uh, like what four episodes ago about the uh, uh, the online infrastructure of them updating it, which is a great episode. Yeah. Go check it out. Check it out. Is that the one after Sunny Cloud Gaming? I think episode? it was after. Yes, it was after Sunny Cloud Gaming. Mm. Um, yep. Don't remember what number that was, but it wasn't. There. Anyways, yeah. So, anyways, Niten- Nintendo Online, great, Level. great stuff. Don't use it for the online stuff, but. No. Uh, it would for the classic games is awesome. It is really, really cool. So, uh, all right, Adam, you've been playing a couple other games. What have you been playing? Uh, yeah, I continue to play God of War. It continues to be fantastic. It's as even it getting be. better and better as I play it. Yes, it is. So it just, it just, you know, slow burn. It's, it's really going and it's probably going to be my favorite game. Wow. Flat out. He said it. I imagine by the time I beat it. You hear it here uh, first, y'all. Hear here first, folks. God of God of War. Pretty good game. Pretty good game. It's got all the stuff I love. It's got some pretty good narrative. Uh it's got fantastic feeling gameplay. It's got without having a bunch of grinding, you know, it's just Mm -hmm. naturally you're you're getting way enough XP and and uh currency to get the stuff you need. It's got kind of that metroid style traversal right so kind of linear areas that uh back over each other quite a bit uh but it still has that uh, open world hub which is really cool Mm. and i feel like there's something else collectibles right yes lots of cool collectibles uh you know finding the birds uh odin's like birds that are like these very translucent kind of looking crows yeah that you know you just and it takes some skill to like kill them because you got to throw your axe at them yeah uh and they're often a challenge to find so it's really cool when like oh yeah i see it um and then just i don't know it's just a fun game nice uh so i've been playing that uh i've also been playing a little bit of jack and daxter Mm. so i haven't played this game since i first played it on the playstation 2 when i was 10 or about then that's awesome. i'm sorry how are you playing it, it uh they re-released it as a collection, I think, on PS3 originally, but then that collection made it to PS4. Wow! So I bought it digitally on sale for. Oh. Um. So I got. Okay. I have one, two, three, and the racing game, but I probably won't play the racing game. Yeah. So, uh, going back, um, gonna beat it. I, you know, I think I don't remember if I shared it here, but I was, uh, I had like a Game Shark type thing and so oh, my yeah. jack and daxter save file was on the game shark memory card there weren't wow. any cheats for jack and daxter or not that i can figure out yeah. so but that memory card corrupted uh right as i was opening the precursor door at the very end oh. so i never saw the ending for getting all of the power cells Real. which is the main collectible. so i'm going to do that i'm gonna no 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 no, no. i'm gonna do it i'm going to uh platinum it uh obviously old game is old but it's yeah still fun. how's it play how's it play like you're 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 going between god of war and dragon dax now that they're identical to each other but how's it play playing no, the game the from the i i prefer to play jack and daxter on my phone with the backbone oh, and interesting. remote play interesting. because it looks terrible <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh my guys <laughs> 50 whatever 55 inch screen it looks awful yeah. uh very grainy and stuff like that which is i mean yeah. this is hdtv that game was made for components yeah yeah uh 
but yeah, it's a lot of fun. Sweet, cool. sweet. Handles fairly well. So. How's a uh, how's Cyber Shadow going for you? Uh, I'm still pretty early in that one. Okay, so not a lot to talk about. It's it's very tough, but I'm enjoying the challenge of it so far. Yeah. So cool, mm. cool. And the sweet. last campfire. Any updates on that? Just it's getting better over time. So I would highly recommend for you know anyone with iPhone. So I was actually talking to uh, a friend coworker yesterday like look you need to subscribe to apple arcade just for a month give it a try and play monument valley play the last campfire and i feel like i mentioned cozy grove as an option for them too mm-hmm. just based off of what they like to play yeah like yeah. just try them out like monument yeah. valley is probably the best mobile game i need to play that you can play I need in to my play opinion uh, there's a lot of and, great and games on arcade. arcade i think like yeah. spending five bucks, just spending a month exploring all the different games. You could put a lot of hours in the all ton of those games. I think it's oh, a yeah. good, I think it's a good deal right now. It used to, you know, there used to not be a lot, but now there's a lot of good indie classic titles on the arcade. Yeah. I would highly recommend it. And even not on arcade, like you can drop five bucks on yeah. lots of great games or drop 10 bucks. So Absolutely. I think Fez uh is like five bucks on mobile hyperlight drifter i think was like six or seven yeah. dead cells is like eight or nine Worth so that, it. like there's stuff not on arcade that's also really good swords of dittos on there i know i didn't give it the most uh stunning review when we <laughs> talked about it uh rob uh yeah. but i mean I, there's still lots of people who enjoy the game so i mean that stuff's out there nice it's nice um now what i've been playing what is it? 5707? I gotta get these time codes in, boys. All right. But I've been playing <laughs> Judgment. Uh, I have nothing much to say in regards to it. I'm still in the progress of playing it. So mm. I'm enjoying mm. it. It's fun. Uh I've kind of um I'm not I'm not putting it to the side at all. I'm mm-hmm. still playing it. But on Saturday was my day off. And it's rare nice. when I get one of those days where I'm like, I'm I I I have nothing to do today. So today is the day to game. Today, the day that day is for the boys and that boy. <laughs> and so me, myself uh, and I <laughs> exactly. Vanessa was out with her friend. And so yeah. that day I was like, I got the I got I got I can do what I want to do. And so I for some reason, I don't know why. Well, actually, I do know why. There was a recent video that came out of the developers of Final Fantasy 14 online, uh, kind of talking to the uh, to the, the fans to having a conference about everything going on with regards to the game, how far it's, how it's come along, where it's been and how everyone is getting ready for the new expansion, which is Endwalker to happen. And there was a very emotional moment of one of the developers talking about how he had cancer and how him being able to build this game and work on this game during that time helped him and how in his mind, he just thought to himself, I just, I need to help other people because I know that this game has helped people in their life, wherever they've been, this game has helped people. And so yeah. because of that humanness in that, I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I want to jump in. I want to try this out. And it's kind of grabbed my attention. I will say MMOs, th- they intimidate me a lot. I, mm. I've never tried. Wow. I remember jumping into ESO, which is uh, elder Scrolls online for a little bit and just being in there. And with so much stuff going on, I was like, I, I can't I can't do this. I can't do this. And mm. so I haven't tried it at all. And so this one, I was like, you know what? Let me sit down. Let me give it a try. Let me see what's going on. Uh, the developers seem like really, really genuine people. I know Final Fantasy 16, which is coming out soon, is made by this team. And I was like, let me give it a shot. I jumped in. 
um, took a lot of time in regards to creating my own character and did all the beginning things. And I got hooked automatically. I'm really enjoying it. Uh, I'm just right now. It's a bunch of fetch quests and I've been watching a bunch of videos on YouTube about how to go about playing this game. And everyone has said, and this is how the game started off. The game did not start off. Well, it it actually had a very rough start, but everyone says, once you get past, you know, the, the first part of the game and you start getting to the expansions, which is heaven sword, uh, Heaven's Ward and I forgot the names after other uh, uh, Shadowbringer. Shadowbringer, thank you. Um once you get into those I, what was that? What was that? I only know that because of like the billion commercials they played of it with Tom Holland. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tom, yeah. yeah uh, and Tom someone Holland. else. <laughs> Absolutely. I know what you're talking about. Oh, um yeah. and so everyone says once you get into that, the game really, really like opens up. And so far, I, I don't I'm not having a problem with the fetch quest. To me, I'm kind of like, okay, cool. I'm getting comfortable. I'm getting to learn this game. And the idea for me that, oh, it's going to get even better later on actually is helping me push through. I know for some people, it's not like, oh, it's going to get good on hour five. People are like, I don't have enough time to get to that, you know? But to me, for some reason with this, I'm like, hey, I really don't need to really pay attention to what I'm doing. Does that make sense? Because I'm not having to do combos or... before the haters come on me, I know there's certain combos in regards to how you can do things. I get that. But it's not like I'm I'm playing God of War. I need to un- look at what's going on with the story at all times or listen to this yeah. dialogue. It's very casual in a sense of where, like, I can literally play this and my wife can be talking to me about her day. Easy. I, it's not like I have to give this all my thought in the moment, you know? And so I've been really enjoying it. The problem is this. I've been locked out of my account for the past two days. <laughs> I, I brought my PS5 upstairs. I even went as far as to plugging in a keyboard and a mouse to it because I want to play this with keyboard and mouse just because of the fact that with the way that it's set up, it it's going to be a pain in the butt trying to access all these menus through a controller. And so I was like, look, I want to play this on my, my monitor. I'm, I have my hooked up, everything hooked up. I tried logging in. I was like, what's my password. I tried, <laughs> I tried figuring that out and then it just locked me out. And so now mm. it's been, it's been two days. I'm in, I'm trying to get in contact with support I might have to just make an entire new account all over again, which oh kind of sucks, but I, I, I'll i deal with it. I'll deal with it. It's not that big of a deal. It. So within those two days, I've just not been able to play it at all. I have been playing a game called Knockout City. It is oh, yeah. right now. It's on, it's on like a free trial uh, as of right now. I don't know if that's forever. I think it's free trial right now during this moment that they call block party. And so mm-hmm. people can jump in at this moment and it's free to play. And then I think when that's done, you're going to have to pay for the game, which honestly is I a very, that's right. it's, it's a very clever thing because of the fact that it, it, it will work. You jump in free of charge. And if you like it, you can stay on, pay, pay what you need to, and then continue playing the game. The game is super fun. Um, yeah. the, it's, it's a 3v3 kind of game. It, it's, I, I've honestly have been finding myself really, really enjoying it a lot. Um, Good. And so, I recommend it so far in the game. I'm at level 10. Uh, the last night I found myself in a moment where two of my teammates dipped on me. And so it was only me versus two guys. Guess who won? (laughs) Me boys. I completely wiped, I wiped that team clean, dude. Dude, And so it's just, there's this, there's this level of, there's this level two where I can jump in and I'm sure you get to a point where some people will figure out the meta and then it won't be fun anymore. Yeah. But as of right now, I feel like you can, anyone can jump in and anyone can kind of get good, you know? 
It's not yeah. like Apex where you go in, headshot, you're dead, round is completely over. You know? Mm-hmm. But yeah. this is like, okay, it's like it's like uh, Overwatch. You jump in, you die, you get rebooted back into the spot, you keep going, you keep going, you keep going. So it's really good. I highly recommend it. I think it's on almost every platform and yeah. it's cross progression, cross save, cross play. It is and it's running smoothly. It's like oh. the perfect release so far. So, Dang. Knockout City, check it out. I recommend you guys go play that game. Um, all right, and that wow. is everything in regards to show of what we've been playing, guys. I wanted to end this episode. We're in hour three. This is gonna go by real fast. Games releasing soon. I kind of picked some of the games that I thought would might you know pique our interest, but if not, you know you don't have to say anything about it. <laughs> these are games yes. that are coming out within the next two weeks up to our next recording date so starting yes. off i have odd world collection which is coming out on switch may 27th that's something you guys can look forward to i know they just came out with odd world soul storm which is for free on playstation through playstation plus so free. this is like all the games before it so we got that coming out on the switch we have wonder boy asha in the monster world this is coming to ps4 switch pc on may 28th we have World's End Club, which is coming to Switch on May 28th. We have Ghosts and Goblins Resurrection, which is coming on PS4, Xbox One, PC on June 1st. Mm. We have Elder Scrolls Online, Gates of Oblivion, coming to Stadia PC June 1st. And then on top of that, Elder Scrolls Online is also coming to PS5 and Xbox Series X. And as I'm pretty sure that's optimized for those consoles on June 8th. Um, so we got those coming out. I didn't even know Elder Scrolls Online was on Stadia. That's pretty cool. It is. I um, played it. Did, was it running cool? How does was, how would a game like cool. that run on Stadia? Was it running well for you? As the fact that a game that's an MMO via the internet and that is also being beamed to you on your... like, Did it work well? Yeah, honestly. It was surprisingly... It worked really well. I played... I don't understand how the Wi-Fi strength works in my house, but... There was one Saturday where I spent like two <laughs> hours playing on my phone with a backbone controller and I was just laying in bed and I, I spent like two hours in the game and, nice. and Elder Scrolls Online and I loved it. Like I, I loved it more than Skyrim. Like I was I was I was really wow. new it. I kinda wanna wow. get back into it actually. But nice. yeah, yeah, I liked it. Sweet, sweet. Um following that we have Final Fantasy VII remake intergrade coming to PS5 on June 10th. I'm very excited for this. Uh, I, I, for some reason, because of Final Fantasy 14, I'm on this, this Final Fantasy kick so far. Mm. I, I'm very excited for 16. What's funny is I noticed that on PlayStation Plus collection, you get Final Fantasy 15 on there and it comes with everything, everything. Wow. And so, you know what I did last night when I couldn't play Final Fantasy 14, I downloaded everything for Final Fantasy 15 and it's right there ready for me whenever I want to jump on. And nice. so I'm ready for that. And then Final Fantasy 7 remake integrated, which is which is optimized for the PS5. It's not like you're playing the PS4 version on the PS5. It is optimized for PS5 coming out for, on June 10th. Very excited. I will be jumping onto that because uh, I've I loved it. I, I mean, I like the way it looks. Everything about it. I've heard great things about it. It's been it's, it's reviewed well. But by the time I got my PS5, I literally told myself I'm gonna wait for the version that's for the PS5. And guess what? They did. And the they DLC did. for it can only be used or only played on integrate you can't buy the dlc and add it upon right the original version which kind of sucks a bit but that's how it goes it it does because they gave away final fantasy 7 remake 
as a ps plus game they did march how dare they oh my i mean i'll I'll probably play that one at some point so i'll just watch some is that not weird youtube (laughs) recording of the dlc i don't know because didn't they lock the uh ps5 performance stuff behind integrate 2 like there's not i don't think there's a patch a ps5 patch for the normal version correct and that's that it's it's stupid. Oh, they're trying to nickel and dime all... They didn't get a single nickel or dime from me. <laughs> and what and what's funny I, is that I just go to play for free. <laughs> and I don't know what they're gonna call it, but Final Fantasy VII Part Two, I guess, picks up right after Intergrade. So it sucks if you're the person that's like, man, I can't buy the game right now, but they have seven on PS Plus. Okay, I'll play that. And then you're like, oh, I can't mm-hmm. play the DLC unless I buy the full remake Intergrade. Like. That's kind of backwards. I just don't understand how I, they thought that was smart. I will not be buying Integrate. Wow. You're taking a if, stance. If they wanted to charge, I don't know, 10 bucks, five yeah. bucks yeah, yeah. for the DLC plus performance improvements to add on to the Final Fantasy VII remake I already have, then yeah. I would pay that probably. Yeah. I'm not going to pay $70. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Oh my God. No, 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 so no, no. Is? 60 bucks. 60 bucks. 60. 60 bucks? Yes. Nah, I'm not going to pay that. Nah, oh, boy. <laughs> well, and lastly, guys, on June 10th, we're going to get the Ninja Gaiden Master Collection coming to PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. I will say, out of all those, it'd probably be best to buy on PC or Xbox One because when you buy an Xbox One game on the Xbox Series X, it's going to be optimized for that console because Microsoft is just smart that way. Uh, I mm. love Ninja Gaiden. Am I going to get this? Probably not, but I love Ninja Gaiden. It is amazing. That is like the, the Dark Souls before Dark Souls. It mm. was just that really, really tough, hard game. Um, so if you guys are into that, it's right there. Anyways, thanks for watching the show, guys. I really appreciate it. This has been the XP Podcast Level 10. And it's me, Rob, joined by my co-hosts, Austin and Adam. Their links and all of our links to social media will be in the comments, not in the comments, in the bio section of the video and also in the bio section of the podcast as well. So go check it out. You can see them there. A couple things I want to let you all know by the time this episode comes out, the, um, my returnal review should be up by then. So go check it out. It'll be on the channel at on the ambitious casual YouTube channel. Also the week that this podcast also comes up, I'm going to be bringing back my weekly video game podcast or also show that's going to be on YouTube, the video game beat. So I can cover you know, weekly stuff that's happening. Uh, it's not going to be super edited. It's just going to be me sitting down talking about the things that came, that's been released or talked about or shown that week. And then I'm going to just bring them together in one place for you on Saturdays starting next week uh, or the week that this podcast releases. So look forward to that. Uh, y'all, we're getting closer and closer to E3. Everything's starting. From the yeah, day wait. of this recording, the day that we're recording tomorrow, we're getting Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, Horizon Forbidden West. We're getting a Sonic thing. We're getting um, Far Cry in two days from now. It, it's, it, it's I'm so excited. So the time <laughs> is awesome. here. E3 is very near. So I'm very excited. So I hope everyone watching and listening is excited as well. So until next time, y'all. Peace out. See ya. Bye. <laughs>